Hi friends, I'm here with Stephanie Sison from Biodynamic Botanicals and we are just outside of Carbondale at Sustainable Settings and Stephanie's been nice enough to give us a quick tour of her herb garden here and uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what's going on here. Sure, um, we grow about 30 different variety of medicinal herbs um, for my own product line, for other product lines and apothecaries. So most of it gets dehydrated um, and is used for teas and tinctures and salves and oils and um, whatever else herbalists want to, to craft with it. Wonderful. And can you walk us through and tell us a little bit about what's growing right through here? I can. And so this is a new entrance. We're just starting and we have some of the biodynamic prep plants here um, that are also medicinal herbs. So these are used in biodynamic agriculture, um, but also for lots of different herbal purposes. So this is yarrow, um, which is native to Colorado and lots of other places, but its Latin is Achillea millifolium which um, is said to come from the warrior Achilles, who was reported to never go into battle without yarrow for his soldiers. Um, the reason being, it's a rapid blood coagulator. They also like to call it nosebleed, because it'll stop um, bleeding, whether it's your wound or your nose. And then we use it as well for like an allergy tease and things like that, because it helps uh, drain congestion out of the head. So that's a really fun one. And it's really, really drought tolerant. So this is an area that doesn't get much water. And so a lot of our edges will be planted or are planted with yarrow because um, it likes this, this dry, sunny landscape. I think I remember hearing that yarrow, that Roman soldiers would spread yarrow all over their bodies before going into battle. Uh, to help if they got wounded, basically. Right. Is that... Right. It also helps prevent infection. Yeah. Okay. Too. So it's yeah. a good one to have in your first aid kit if you're out in the back country and um, you get cut. Yep. Great. Okay. okay. Beautiful. Um, so we've got a few other little guys, but we'll see some bigger patches of those as we go through. So some echinacea, which people are familiar with, some lavender, um, yes. lemon balm, hawthorn. This is all Angelica, um, so this is native as well, and most folks will probably be familiar with it. It's in a lot of bitters, like mm, in your cocktails, mm, mm. Um, but a really beautiful root that most of the time the root's what we're using. Um, interesting flavor profile and just gets incredibly tall with these beautiful umbelliferoi flowers, which bring in beneficial insects, and there's all kinds of other um, uses, but, but for us, it's a really beautiful medicinal. And the others in the umbel family are like Queen Anne's lace, uh, I think carrot might be. Yep, everything right? in the carrot family. Uh -huh. um, we've got Osha is in yep. that category. Yeah, favorite. Uh-huh, we've <laughs> got um, wild carrot, which is Queen, Anne, Queen Anne's lace. We've got um, lovage, cilantro, yes. parsley, those are also in that family. Yep. Yep. Um, really beautiful flowers that are great in our gardens to, to bring in the beneficial insects. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, this is kind of permaculture's darling herb. Do you know it? 
not comfrey, is it? It is comfrey. Okay. Ding, ding. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so really beautiful um, nutrient accumulator. Creates a lot of biomass um, that's good for fertilizing our garden. We can make compost teas out of it, but it's also a rapid cell regenerator, so it's going to help heal wounds faster. Um, they also just call it knit bone, so people would make poultices and put it on sprains and strains and broken bones and things like that. And do you use it internally as well as topical? Um, I do a little bit, but it's not done in the trade. Um, yeah. It's a really, really strong, powerful herb and can be hard on the liver okay. for folks. So right. um, mostly it's a topical. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've got a smattering of other things in this area. Um, we've got hyssop, uh -huh. which is an herb that's a classic old world um, herb that we would use for coughs and congestion and lung mucus, things like that. Um, we've got some elecampane around. We've got some burdock, which is nice. uh, you know a weed to some folks, but also watch out for that stump. Um, a food and a great medicine um, helps to bind heavy metals in the body. Yeah. Um, really, really beautiful herb. I have to share really quick. One of the things I love to do is get burdock root and then uh, chop it up or even mince it and include it in my soup or stew. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's so mellow in terms of taste. Nobody would even necessarily know it's there, but of course you're getting those med medicinal benefits. Right, and it's um, big in um, uh, the oriental folks, China, Japan, a lot of them use burdock as a food regularly. And it's, you saute it up, it's delicious. Yes. Really good. Love that. <laughs> Love that. You know, uh, my friend Brigitte Mars uh, recently told us in a class that um, burdock is this French, in bur means butter, mm -hmm. and the, one of the old ways of wrapping the butter was with the burdock leaves. And uh, I hadn't known that, that's kind of fun to... Um, yeah think about. And they say that this is one of the possibilities of how Velcro was created. If anyone's wow. um, ever come in contact with the seed head, it just attaches yeah. to you and won't let go. Um, and that is said to be how we came up with the idea of Velcro. Is that the notion of having a burr under your saddle? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. Okay. All right. This is so fun. Yeah, this is the, a little bit more wild section where every herb can be um, and live. And so we have probably 60 to 70 varieties in here, but in small numbers. And then as we move back, it's more the traditional kind of row culture. And we have about a dozen herbs that we grow more for the larger scale. Mm, okay. So we've got some wild ones in here, um, mugwort, valerian, yes. um, uh, this giant Turkish plantain. As you can see over here, this guy is a, the elecampane, which it all just looks green right now, but this will get really tall and have this beautiful yellow flower mm. on top. Mm. Beautiful, mm. beautiful. And what is this structure? Um, this is just the place that I come to in the morning and have my tea, or the place that I come to in the evening and have my tea and look at yeah. Mount Sopris and have fires and, you know, kind beautiful. of have some reverence for this space. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing this with us. For sure. And you have tall people have to bow when they come in. Yep. <laughs> Not me though. No. Should I be following you yes, right now? You can come this okay. way I, if that works with your cord. We'll see. <laughs> I'm on a leash. You are. <laughs> Oops. 
I didn't bow far enough. Oh, <laughs> Alright, we're gonna make sure we're not getting hung up here. We'll just kind of stay on this straight path, so it'll be a little Thank you. You know this one? Uh, okay, don't don't tell me. Don't, don't read my sign. Me. I didn't see it. I want to say it's um, motherwort. You are right. So okay, beautiful. So we have a few patches of it around here. Motherwort is a Leonoris cardiaca. Okay. It's a cardiac heart. Yeah. Leonoris lion. Yeah. Lion heart. Okay. So one, Beautiful. it's actually just good to help heal the heart, but it's also used as a nerving. It's used for stress and anxiety, especially yeah. the type that like is like right here. It like makes it hard to breathe in your upper heart region. Um, it's an amazing. Like when a parent's worrying about a child. Potentially, right? Or lots of different the scenarios. Um, yeah, just calms those moms down okay. just enough. <laughs> when you want to strangle those little ones. Um, so we also have lots of other herbs in here and we're really kind of walking the line between how wild we can keep it um, because everything here except for the grass is an herb and is useful and medicinal. So how um, much can we let them play together in this polyculture while still being able to harvest a clean product and not have too much um, labor post-harvest trying to get the other things out of it because we need it to be pure. Yeah. Um, so we've got plantain and clover. Um, mm. The next row goes into skullcap, which is a mint. You see it's oh, yeah. all of this. Look at that. Across. How tall will that get? About here. Okay. With these really beautiful kind of light purple flowers. And this is um, another nerving that is really, really calming. Great for kids um, and helps to just kind of tone down any nervousness or anxiety or like if we've eaten too much sugar and we're all hyper or had too much caffeine, um, it just it just takes it down a notch. It's a really beautiful herb and you can take wow. it for long periods of time. So what would happen if we mixed some of that in our coffee in the morning? Um, you'd probably be counter? less edgy. Yeah. yeah. You, you, it's not going to counteract the caffeine, but just takes the, the kind of jitter out of it. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, and we were talking earlier about the cat the nettle caterpillar that's moved in. Oh um, yeah. So these are two Look big nettle beds, and we can find one that you guys can really see. Um, I definitely see some right here. Yeah, they're like they're really impressive. So they come. Sorry. Um, here's one. You see that? Oh yeah. And will that? Uh, destroy the foliage or yeah okay they're, they're um, there to eat it but they only come once per season and nettle is a crop that we can get many cuttings off of so I already okay. took a cutting they're coming in huh. they're taking their cutting yeah. and then it'll regenerate and I'll probably get three more cuttings this season huh. um, so it's just it's their turn and they need it too and they won't go on anything else um, whether you're back east or here if you have a large patch of nettles you're probably gonna run into these guys and they'll just end up this is just the beginning they'll be all over these crops and just um, thousands of them.
Well, you're good at sharing. Yeah, it's their turn. Yeah. It's okay. That's, That's wonderful, really, to hear that. Well, and I think if they, you know, we'd have to figure something else out if um, it was a crop that wouldn't bounce back or yes. Yes. if they started moving on to other crops um, or stayed around for too long and just kept reproducing. But that's not the situation with them. They just come and do their work and then they'll move on and we won't see them until next year. Beautiful. So, you know, I think one of the things to note with that is just the incredible love and care, the sense of stewardship that goes into having this relationship with these insects. And there is, you know, probably some of us would be inclined to want to kill or eradicate. And what you're doing is very different mm -hmm. and uh, absolutely lovely to be able to experience. And they're they're really fascinating to watch. Uh, they're they're really good at their job, and um, then we get these beautiful moths that fly off. So um, it's a good relationship. I'm okay with them being here. <laughs> that's wonderful. And of course, nettle is really important in the biodynamic practice. It is, um, and a lot of the herbs we grow here are are important from a biodynamic perspective, but then also just from a nutritional and yes. health perspective. And nettle is one of our best um, herbal antihistamines. So again, people are using it for allergies or um, to help the body assimilate iron and really provide some much needed vitamins and minerals. Um, and it's delicious if you just want to so eat it. Delicious. As soon as you heat it, the sting all goes away. So you don't have to worry about that. I've used it as a substitute for spinach, making things like lasagna and what have you. So it's so good. So good. Okay. Uh, and then we can just run through this and then. Okay. Thank you for showing us all this. Sure. My gosh. So we're planning on doing these um, along these irrigation lines will be wild hedgerows. So we've already got oh. some perennial willow and rose yeah. and choke cherry all planted along this. So each row, each irrigation row um, will be just all tall perennial um, woody shrubs and grasses and, and everything that wants to just grow wild. And it's gonna help us create some windbreaks, some microclimates, because this is a pasture, um, full sun all the time for everybody, yeah. full wind, and a lot of our herbs would really appreciate a little, um, a little bit of shade or a little yeah. bit, just a little bit more to work with. Like we said, the yarrow loves it dry, so where the irrigation doesn't hit is a great place for it. Where we have irrigation that's crossing over double, it's really wet, and so our mints and things like that climate. So the more microclimates I have, the more I can play my crops into that and give everybody what they want. Yeah. So the hedgerows will help to do that. Beautiful. There's catnip. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then we've got our mints. So we've got our spearmint, and then our big rows of comfrey, chocolate mint, peppermint, angelica, um, and then the same thing is happening here. This last year was Tulsi, but this year it'll move into the perennials um, with more mints and comfrey. And you can see the um, oats are seeded in. Uh -huh. So oats like oatmeal, but we use the milky seed head. So before it's matured into a grain, um, it's a, a great for the nervous system, um, helps to rebuild the myelin sheath in the brain, um, a really nutritive, safe, long-term herb. And the straw is also a pretty popular crop in yeah. teas for vitamins and minerals. I've heard, uh, don't nursing mothers often use oat? Is that something I'm remembering correctly? Um, I'm not familiar oh, with that yeah, usage, but there's pretty much no one that wouldn't um, benefit from yeah. using oats. Yeah. Um, it's a, just a good food safe, long-term um, building herb mm. that helps to 
to build us up and fortify our body, keep us strong. Um, and it's great for us, both red clover and oats are for the other um, areas out there which are in vegetable production. We follow the vegetables around everyone else's cover crop is our medicinal crop. Right. So we get to feed the soil, we get to add the nitrogen with the clover, um, add the biomass with the oats, but also pull a crop off of it as well. That sounds to me like a win-win. It is a win, and we just rotate right around with the veggies. Awesome, um, that's wonderful. So it's a good deal. So do you have a very favorite herb, would you say? Uh, of, the, of the moment. Okay. <laughs> um, I think, let's see, last year was clary sage, was my most favorite herb, and we had a three-week drought right before it flowered, and the scent of it would just knock you to the ground anywhere you were, um, anywhere 500 feet from them. It was amazing. Um, the year before that, it was blue vervain. It was one of my favorites. Um, this year, I don't know yet. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. And let me, let me say uh, or ask a question, a little play on words with Why on Earth, the work we're doing with Why on Earth community. Why on Earth is herbal medicine important for people? Hmm. Well, these are plants that have adapted and evolved with us over time. They have, they're our ancestors. They have this um, symbiotic relationship with us and this ability to adapt to place much quicker and, and longer term than we do. And so by consuming them, um, not just as a, okay, I don't want to take aspirin, I'll take willow bark instead. Really in integrating these plants into our lives on a daily basis. Um, remembering what it's like to be wild. These The herbs, I love vegetables, but herbs um, get me in a different way. And their genetics are so much more wild still. You don't get germination. When you germinate a flat of ashwagandha, you get like three in four days and then maybe 10 more pop up in a week and then maybe three weeks later or three months later more will germinate because they're just still very much wild so there's so much diversity it sounds like in that so much diversity yeah. and and like we talked about with the irrigation there's an herb for every place in our whether we have a north side of our house we have a hot side that's on the south that's dry there's an herb that can go there and these are plants that other farmers plant in their gardens to bring in beneficial insects and to keep their veggie patches healthy. Yeah. Um, and so we don't have pest issues. We don't have disease issues. Yeah. It's they're tough. Um, and I like that about them. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, let me ask you another similar sort of question. Now, uh, you're doing a lot. This is a biodynamic growing situation and you're growing a lot of the herbs used in the biodynamic preps here uh, and of course soil is is really central to all that so let me ask you why on earth is soil important we all come from the soil the soil is what we're standing on it's yeah. that you know for lack of a better term the earth beneath our feet the ground beneath our feet um, the life in it creates everything else we eat the plants but they eat the soil, yeah. they eat the sun, um, and our relationship with it, with there's a whole world down there. And when you really start getting into soil science and the life that's down there, it's a, it's a whole nother ecosystem. Mm -hmm. um, it's not dirt. It's not just something that we build our houses on. It's alive. Yeah. And that goes into everything we do here, whether into straight into my hands from the dirt under my fingernails mm -hmm. or into the plants or the animals. Um, 
everything is better when we we care for this first everything else is easy beautiful well stephanie thank you so much for giving us a little uh tour to experience what you're doing out here it's absolutely beautiful and i just want to reiterate if anybody although there's tremendous demand and you're selling uh often before harvesting uh for folks who would like to learn more they can go to biodynamicbotanicals.com and we're here at sustainable settings sustainable settings.org mm -hmm. and People thanks come out and volunteer okay. and learn about all these plants live and in person cool thank you so much You're thank welcome. you stephanie Pleasure. Bye.